Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. And a high drive. Hit back into deep right field. Junior has just knocked the door down to the 500 club. A high drive into the lower deck and right. Number 30 touches them all. And boy, what a Father's Day gift for Seaton. The dugout empties as he rounds third, getting the glad hand from Mark Berry. Greeted at home plate by Adam Dunn, now Jason LaRue, followed by Sean Casey. And each of them will get a piece of Ken Griffey Jr. before he gets back into the dugout, getting his 500th home run to right field. Leading off this sixth inning, and last but not least, manager Dave Miley, and now Jr. running down toward the his mom and dad sit, and he is there with his father for a big Father's Day hug. What a scene this is here at Bush Stadium in St. Louis. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel, Sundays, 9 a.m. to noon. That is a terrific moment, and now we've got two Griffey Nuggets on Father's Day. Earlier we played when they went back-to-back, when they were teammates. And that was just tremendous video, which um, is making its way around Twitter today like so many things do of this style. But it's Griffey hitting his 500th home run in St. Louis as a Red with his father, Ken Sr., in the stands. And just such a great, great little bit of video. Happy Father's Day to you. It's Matt Spiegel here on Hit and Run. A little bonus hit and run today after the noon hour up until Cubs pregame at 12.35. Want to hear from you regarding your stories of your father and baseball as we wrap up the show. A couple callers online we will get to in a moment and a couple open phone lines if you want to hop on. Had some great, great stories all throughout the morning so far. So 312-644-6767. Some have come in via text as well. Uh, at the Tech Zone, which is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time, shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Here's the text or two. It was the game after the 1999 White Sox opener. My dad asked if I wanted to go. We got down there a half hour before the game, and we needed tickets. We saw a guy and his daughter, and he had tickets. He told my dad to come with us. We went with him, walked to the section behind home plate. We ended up 10 rows up behind the plate. Since that day, I've been a lifelong White Sox fan, kicked off my relationship with my dad, too. Hope you and Ruben have a great day with Christine Speaks. Good vibes, babe. That's Ross in Woodridge. Thank you, Ross. 
Another text. My father, a lifelong Cub fan, died in February of 2016. Some of his last coherent words were to not get too excited about the team in 2016. I would give my legs to have had him see it. Someone told me he did just from better seats. I hope that's true. Woof. Good stuff. Thank you for texting it in. Here's one. Wish I had time to call in, but here's one of many great baseball dad memories. My dad used me and my sister as beer mules and would have us bring a blanket with a few beers stashed in them, even if it were July, because security wouldn't check a cute kid for smuggling in beer. One time he was trying to inconspicuously open his contraband beer. He sliced his hand on the lip and was bleeding a decent amount, but he refused to get help because he thought he would get caught. That's Kevin in Wisconsin. Using the kids as beer mules. Hey, bring a blanket. Dad, it's 90. I don't care. Bring the blanket. Dad, this blanket's heavy. What's in here? Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Eric is downtown in the loop and is now on Hit and Run with me, Matt Spiegel. What's yeah, up, Eric? Thanks. Uh, yeah, well, my dad infected me with baseball growing up in New York. Uh, he coached my uh, Little League team. I became a lifelong addict, uh, just like he was. He was a Brooklyn Dodger fan, cut his heart out when they left New York. But I have a Chicago connection. So uh, looking through his things after he passed away in 2010, uh, he acclimated back uh, from World War II. He had a tough time, and he took my mother to uh, games at Ebbets Field, kept scorecards that I still have. But the gem I found was uh, a rolling scorebook with all seven games of the 1945 World Series between the Cubs and the Tigers. Hmm. He was obviously in New York. He wasn't a fan of either, but he was such into the baseball thing when he came back from the war in 45 that he kept score, and I still have that book. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. And a legendary series. The last time there was a World Series game at Wrigley Field before 2016. Great call. Thank you so much. We'll stay on the phones with Matt in Lowell on hit and run on the score. Hello, Matt. Hey, Speaks. How are you, buddy? Good show. Um, well, thank you, sir. I'm wonderful. I Having listen a every Sunday religiously. Oh, um, appreciate it. Uh, this is kind of a different dad story, maybe not so warm and fuzzy. Uh, you have to understand my father, he didn't coach my little league team. He was president of the little league team. He didn't coach my football team. He was president of Pop Warrior. Oh, wow. Wasn't involved with PTA. He was president of the damn school board. <laughs> and I had an older brother who was very athletic. Yeah. Uh, very good at football, like my father was. My sport happened to be baseball and basketball. Not good enough. Those are, those are sissy sports. Oh. Anyway, my dad finally came to one of my baseball games. Uh, the parents had already split. Dad was living in Georgia. My freshman year of high school... It, you know, I'm playing on the varsity team, facing off against Steve Trout, who was at Thornwood at that time. He was oh a senior God. at Thornwood. Yeah. I pitched a two-hit, 13-strikeout game. Wow. We won six to, six to nothing. Wow. Went out to dinner with my dad afterwards, a little puffy childhood, as you can imagine. <laughs> what would you think, Dad? Uh-huh. Well, you struck out twice, son. Oh. Oh, no, no, Matt. You're a freshman striking out 13, yeah. a two-inch shutout against Steve Trout, and he couldn't give it up. Oh, no. 
Not good enough. Oh, did he ever give it up? Did, did, I hope. I hope you felt like he was proud of you eventually in that. Oh, and he's gone, Sean. He hung up. Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. We're having phone issues, so I don't know if I hung up on him an accident, but I don't think I did. Oh my god! He tells me this story, and I'm hoping and expecting. Well, and that night, my father said, "Son, I've been wrong all along." I love you, and I'm proud of you as a ball player. Nope. <laughs> Throw a no-hitter, then we'll talk. <laughs> he said, you struck out twice. Oh, thanks, Dad. That was great. Oh, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was painful. That was like a movie. When you're waiting for a movie and you assume it's going to be a good ending, and you're like, oh, this is, this is going to be good. That's right. What? What? Really? Really? You're, I invested an hour and a half for that? You kidding me? Can't handle that. That's why I hate The Notebook. It's the worst movie of all time. Terrible. And you know it is. Even if you love it, you know it's a terrible movie because of what it does to you. Let's continue on the phone lines. John is in Kankakee. Hello, John. Welcome into Hit and Run. Hey, Speaks. Hey, what's going hey, on? Uh, uh, my story is in, in uh, 1967 with the Eddie Stanky White Sox. My dad had season tickets to outrun the third baseline. And uh, Joe Horland was throwing what turned out to be his no-hitter. And about the fifth inning, we're watching it at home, and it was, he was looking pretty dominant. My dad's like, did you ever see a no-hitter? I go, no. He goes, let's go. And we jumped in the car and drove down to uh, Comiskey Park as rapidly as possible, got in the, our seats by the seventh inning, and were able to see the end of the no-hitter. Oh, that's phenomenal. See, that's great. And that teaches you a lot of things. Spontaneity, right? Um, the, the power of experience and who you're doing stuff like that with. That's beautiful. Good on you, Pops. See, and I don't know. Is John still there or is John gone? I know we have. I'm phones. still here. Hey, John, did, did you have tickets or did you go in because they opened the gates for people? You had tickets? No, we had we had season tickets there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's beautiful that you went. John, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. It used to be when they would open the gates to let people out, like usually bottom seven, maybe top eight, you could just go in because everybody's leaving. They just open the gates, whatever. I went to the end of a lot of good games, and I'd pray for extra innings and hope it would continue. But that's, that's great, John. I love that memory of, uh, of your pops getting you out there. And you saw the end of the no-hitter. Let's go to Tom in Bolingbrook on the score. Tom, welcome in. How are you? Hey, good, Speaks. How are you? Happy One. Father's Day. Thank you so much. I have a bittersweet story. Uh, my father always took us to uh, Comiskey Park for Sox games, even though I kind of grew up watching Cubs games on TV myself. Um, our family was living in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, my son was four months old. At the time, we went to watch uh, Birmingham Barons game. It was July 4th, 1999. He was struck in the head by a foul ball. Which... Oh, no. We're, did we lose the caller? Please. Blair, Matt? Yeah, yeah. It's still here. We lost you for a little while. So tell me, he was struck in the head by a foul ball is where we, you started to break up. Yeah, he was struck in the head by a foul ball. Um, I wish they had nuts back then, but they didn't. But uh, to make a long story short, uh, he's grown up. He's a great kid. Uh, we're able to 
uh, growing up with him, he he's, he has a he doesn't have use of his one of his arms. So I used to show him videos of Jim Abbott pitching, mm. and he played baseball up until the point where it got too competitive for him, you know, and he just couldn't keep up anymore. But uh, a wonderful kid. We got uh, uh, to take my father to his last White Sox game a few years ago. My son was with us and got to experience that with his grandfather. Uh, mm. He's he's just a great kid, and I just want uh, you know all fathers out there to to know you know uh, just be careful with your kids and spend every second you have with them. Um, but uh, just great memories, and my son's a, a wonderful kid right now, so I couldn't yeah. ask for anything more. I appreciate very much you calling and sharing that. Thank you. Um, and that's the thing. It's uh, you know definitely part of, a big part of why I love the game, just as a backdrop for whatever you're dealing with. If you love it, it's there every day. And whether it's good or bad what you're dealing with, the game is there um, every day, and that can be really, really valuable in that sense. Let's go to Todd, who's in Dwight on 670 The Score. Hello, Todd. How are you? Hey, Speaks. Hey, I'm doing great. Happy Father's Day, buddy, and thanks, thanks. for doing this. This is, uh, this is awesome. So just uh, to give you the best background of the story, my dad, you really have to picture, you know, a guy that's crabby and cranky like Red Foreman. Like, I think they modeled that character after my dad from the 70s show. Plus, he had a bad back, so he was always extra crabby. But anyways, uh-huh. um, being a Depression-era guy, he only took my brother and I, uh, I'm, I'm about your age, maybe a year older. He only took us to double headers when they were a common thing back in the seventies, you know, a two for one deal. And we would pack our own lunch in the whole nine yards. So anyways, where is my first baseball game? I was probably six or seven double header against the Tigers. Sox got crushed in both games. And of course we left about fifth inning, sixth inning of the second game. Cause my dad, I'm not going to sit around and watch the rest of this. That's just how he was, which always broke my heart when we'd have to leave early. But anyways, you might remember, and your son's about my age, just listening. You're at that age where you're maybe too big to be carried by your dad. And I don't know if you ever did this, but you fake being asleep, oh, you know, yes. when you get out of the car thinking Absolutely. if your dad will so. You got it. So anyway, so I was about that. My dad was normally not one to carry me, but I, it was just getting a little dark, long day, hot day. And so I faked being asleep in the back seat. And it was bat day, by the way, with the big, the big bats, not the mini ones. So my dad carried me in, <laughs> changed, you know, to help get my PJs on. And I was laying in bed and my mom, who was more of the softy, tried to take the bat out of my hands and normally my dad and I wouldn't let go. And normally my dad would be like, I like go to the bat and do what your mother said, you know, and, and I'll never forget. My dad looked at him and just said, you know, what, honey, just let him sleep with the bat. And like, I just, that was so uncharacteristic, but it was just, uh, you know, the perfect ending to a perfect day. So anyways, uh, thanks for letting me share that buddy. And again, happy father's day. Enjoy it. Hey Todd. Thank you. That's a beautiful story. Love that. Appreciate it very much. Uh, folks, Matt and Lowell has texted in who told us the story about how, he dominated on the mound and was hoping his dad would give him some love and respect. And instead, he said, you struck out twice. Matt and Lowell text. He said, sorry, I snipped you. No, no words were ever spoken about it. He never knew how much that hurt. Thanks, Matt. We're adding that. And that's terrible. I want to hug Matt. Matt, I'm hugging you from afar. All of Chicago Hit and Run listeners are hugging you. On this Father's Day, sir. We remember your Steve Trout strikeout. Thank you, Matt. We do. 
We remember your 13K two-hit shutout as a freshman against Steve Trout, a senior at Thornwood at the time. You did good, kid. You did good. We'll come back and do one more segment on Hit and Run before Cubs baseball at 1235 on the score. Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You know, I don't back down from anybody. The only person I'm scared of is God and my dad's. That's it. Zach Levine. He's not a baseball player, though, Sean. Come on, man. I know that. Oh, okay. Just making sure. Just making sure you're aware. Um, I love that. Still struck by Matt in Lowell's call. I hope that uh, our approval as a listener base and as a show and as a host helps in whatever way it can. I was thinking today about fathers managing their sons in baseball. And I know that Felipe Alou managed Moises Alou. So I looked it up. I did not remember. Somehow I, I didn't remember that Brett Bochy played for Bruce Bochy with the San Francisco Giants in 2014. He's the only pitcher on this list. So that's the only time that a manager has ever gone out to the mound and called for his son from the bullpen in the big leagues. That's pretty cool. Connie Mack had a son that played for parts of different seasons. Surprised he didn't have more than just one, being that he managed for like 50 years. Uh, Yogi Berra managed Dale Berra. His son was a shortstop. I remember that with the Yankees in 85. Hal McRae managed Brian McRae in Kansas City for about four years. Bob Boone managed Aaron Boone in Cincinnati. And now Aaron Boone then becomes a manager himself. And Cal Ripken Sr. managed two sons. He's the only one who ever had two sons on the same team. Cal Ripken Jr. and Billy Ripken. For a couple of years, 87 and 88, Cal Ripken Sr. managed two sons. Pretty neat. It's hit and run, a special Father's Day edition. We could bemoan the Cubs' uh, offensive woes the last month. We could talk about the starting pitcher struggles for the Cubs. We could uh, talk about the White Sox dropping the first three in Houston. We did a lot of that in the first hour, but it's something a little different today as we celebrate a Father's Day baseball style and continue to take your phone calls and texts at 
6767. Here's a text. I grew up on a farm between Pontiac and Dwight, Illinois. My dad wasn't a sports fan, but always allowed me and my siblings to play sports and take time away from helping on the family farm. He always took us to a Cubs game every summer, even though I'm sure he didn't really care about it all that much. But my siblings and I always loved going, and I'm sure that's why he did it. Very cool. Appreciate it. Westside Johnny, first up in this segment on the phones on Hit and Run. Hello, Johnny. Hi, guys. How are you? We're good. Uh, Thank you. So I got a great got a great story. So my father was a lifelong Cubs fan and played baseball his whole life, taught me to play the game. Uh, it was a large part of our life. I was a pitcher. He was my catcher. When I was pitching in, in high school, if I would rely too much on my fastball, he would stand behind the backstop and raise up two fingers and tell me to go to the curb. Well, so fast forward many years later, I'm turning 40, and my wife sends me to Cubs Fantasy Camp as a gift. And anybody who knows about Cubs Fantasy Camp, the very last day of the camp, you get to play against the pros. So there I am standing on the mound at a ho-ho camp, and in the boxes, Ryan Sandberg, my, my, my childhood hero, and despite the fact that I know this is really not a real game, I'm shaking like a leaf. So I throw, I throw a fastball about, I don't know, 65 miles an hour, and I don't remember what happened to it, but it was either ball or strike. Next thing I know, I hear from the stands, throw the deuce. And I had no idea that my mom had flown my dad out to see the, the last day. Oh. So I, I, I throw this ridiculous uh, curveball that hangs forever, and Ryan Sandberg uh, grounds out to sh- shortstop. After he's thrown out, Ryan Sandberg is laughing as if he should have killed it. I'm laughing. Can't believe that happened. I turn to my dad in the stands, and he's clapping like it's a real game. <laughs> and it brought, a, it, 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 it brought a tear to my eye. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, your mom flew him out for the final day of fantasy camp. That is tremendous, and now you've got that forever. Thank you, Johnny. That's good stuff. Let's go to Pete in Three Oaks on 670 hey, to score. How you doing? I'm great. Thank you, Pete. In 1969, my dad from Three Oaks, Michigan, would put all us kids in the car, and we could all bring a friend, and no air conditioning in the car. We would take a 68 Chevy Impala station wagon into Chicago, and we were going down Lakeshore Drive. I was sitting in the back seat looking out the back. In those days, the 68 Impala station wagons, the back seat way in back, faced outside the other way. And we're yes. going down, the we're way going down Lakeshore Drive. The way back. We get sir, to yes. Bel- yeah, we, we get to about a mile from Belmont on Lakeshore Drive, and the friend sitting next to me looks at me and says, that's Billy Williams behind us. And I said, oh, my God, it is. And we all started waving to him and stuff, and uh, he actually pulled over at Belmont and signed all our autographs. <laughs> and it was, just, it, was, it was just amazing. It was Billy Williams' day. And it was just amazing, and I still have the autograph that he, he gave me back then, but just an amazing guy and uh, just a true Cub legend. I just had to share that with you guys. And my uh, dad put nine kids in the car and driving, to, and wow. we were all, I mean, I was nine at the time, but I think we had ages from 13 down to like six. Oh. But uh, just had to share that story, guys. Love it, love it. That's awesome. Uh, nine kids in the car. And uh, and and Billy Williams on the highway pulling over and signing for all you guys. That's great stuff. Um, some more texts coming in. It threw into six forty four. Is that right? Sixty seven, sixty seven. Uh, I think so. I think that's right. Um, I was working on the roses in the garden. 
because my abuelo, my grandfather, made me do it. And I was thinking about how much I hated working in the roses in the garden. And he comes around the corner and asks me if I want to go to a baseball game. It would be my first. I said, yes. We were Cub fans, but it was cheaper to see the socks. So he took an old sock shirt we used as an oil rag, threw it at me and said, put it on. And we were out the door. Man, that's, that's a great memory right there. Love that. Here's another. I'm a lifelong Sox fan. My dad was a lifelong baseball fan. Born in Brooklyn, grew up in Baltimore, ended up in Chicago. When my mom was pregnant with me, my dad woke her up with a great name suggestion. Santorini Orestes, Minnie Minoso. And yes, my dad was serious. But sadly, I'm a girl. And I, also, to the day he died, he had his Joe DiMaggio baseball card in his wallet. He also had pictures of his kids. That's great stuff. Thank you so much. 312-644-6767. Got a couple more moments here. Jimmy and Steger, you're on the score. Hello, Jimmy. Hello, hello, man. Happy Father's Day to everybody. Hey, man, I got a good one. My dad was a World War II sailor. I joined the Navy. I was in the Navy in 1989, right before Desert Shield started. I come on leave before our ship goes on tour, and my dad and I decided to go to a Cubs game. And my dad loved baseball. He's a big baseball fan. And the game we ended up going to was on an afternoon against Houston. That's the game the Cubs were losing nine to nothing, and they come back and won it ten to nine. My dad and I just had a blast. Oh, that's awesome. Good stuff. Thank you, Jimmy. And Mike in Woodstock will be our last caller on Hit and Run uh, Father's Day edition right here on the score. How are you doing, Matt? I'm good, Mike. Yeah, it was when my dad was a carpenter, so I didn't get to go to games much, and he had a job near the north part of Chicago, and he said, I said, Dad, there's a Cubs game coming on. Can you give me the money to go? He said, yeah, sure, you can go when he was working. I took the bus down to the Wrigley Field, went in the, went in the bleachers set and cut a couple of practice games for batting practice and brought them there, and one of, my, one of them my brother has used for autographs over the years. Oh, that's cool. So you got a couple of balls, and one is still getting used. For autographs. Oh, yeah, yeah, for autographs from the late 70s, early 80s Cubs. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. I uh, have really enjoyed these calls and these texts. Here's one more from Trevor in Barrington. When I was in high school, my dad was an umpire. Later, I became an umpire. We spent five straight Father's Days doing a tournament together. That's cool. Anyways, my sophomore year, he was behind the plate for one of my games. My first at bat, he rings me up with the loudest called third strike ever. I look back like, come on. And he's like, you have to protect the plate. Next time up, I get a hanging pitch, and I crushed it over the left field fence. I look back at him and say, is that protecting the plate enough? I could see him grinning through his mask while trying to be impartial. He was so proud after the game. That's Trevor and Barrington. Oh, that's great. Trevor, you made us like umpires a little bit. Just a little bit. A little mild fondness for umpires from you to us so thank you for that thank you to everybody for these um for all your involvement today if, if you missed any of today and you're enjoying some of the fatherhood content make sure you go back and listen to mike bryant from 10 o'clock um listen to rick giolito at 11 o'clock and you can listen to my dad from 9 40 uh if you like um the Mike Bryant stuff, especially, got him rolling. Man, that guy has stories, loves to talk. And when 
and, and really had some space. An interview I've wanted to do with him in that way for a long, long time. Some incredible Ted Williams stuff. And then I had to ask him about Dennis Oil Can Boyd. But, but Chris Bryant's father, Mike, was just beautiful talking about the game, talking about how he taught his son to play with joy, how he taught his son to play with humility, and that was just Chris. Now, Chris was always the guy willing to play whatever position needed so somebody else could play somewhere else. Chris, uh, Jimmy has to play first, so you play third today. Chris, Scott has to play third, so you play right today. And Chris would be like, okay, okay. Just go out there and do it. He's talking about Chris as a kid being that. And isn't that just like the Chris Bryant you get to see every day as a member of the Cubs? And now I want to see Chris Bryant play catcher and throw people out like Benito Santiago. Yes, inspired by the young Padres catcher Benito Santiago. Sean Anderson, great job today. Thank you so much. Thanks to Lawrence Holmes for being on the show and to Rick Giolito, Mike Bryant, and Herb Spiegel for being on the show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Cubs baseball coming up next. Zach Zabin has the pregame for you. Then it's Pat and Ron. Uh, just after the top of the hour. Have a great day, everybody. I'll be back with Parkins tomorrow for Parkins and Spiegel all week, 2 to 6, here on The Score. Happy Father's Day to everyone. Hi, Dad. (laughs) Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.